Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Quantum Guide Show where you will find interesting guests and discussions about cutting-edge topics to assist you on your journey. The Quantum Guide Show is ideally suited to the newly awakened and for those who feel isolated by their newfound beliefs. The mind, body, and spirit thrive when we have a mission. And there is no greater mission than to become the change that we wish to see in the world. So hit the like button, subscribe to my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels, and share this show with your friends. Welcome back to the Quantum Guide Show. Today in episode 93, I have a new guest, Ian Faulkner. Ian was influenced by his dad to become a spiritual explorer in his teens, taking up yoga and meditation. Later, as a hippie, he explored psychedelic drugs for spiritual exploration. This helped open his mind to help him to become an inventor, too. Inventors need to escape from belief in order to find new ideas and new ways of doing things. Ian believes that his drug experiences opened a very valuable pathway to innovative thinking. During the 1980s, he worked at the Canadian National Research Council in Ottawa, doing research on solar thermal and solar voltaic technologies. And in 1986, he started to earn his money as an inventor as a full-time career. Over his lifetime, Ian has spent time as a concrete researcher, journalist, aluminum carpenter, land surveyor, genealogy researcher, museum technician, inventor, Traeger bodywork therapist, beekeeper, university lab manager, and bodywork sexual healer. His broad range of experiences in many different fields has been key to the inventing of new technologies, which you can view at microsec.net and elsewhere. The links will be in the description below. In 1987, Ian studied Traeger bodywork through the Traeger Institute in California. Since then, he has been exploring all types of bodywork healing. In 2016, Ian studied sexual healing bodywork through the Eero Spirit School on Salt Spring Island. 
He graduated from the 150-hour apprenticeship program as an intimacy educator. This type of healing work has become mainstream in California and Washington State for the treatment of people who have suffered sexual abuse or have sexual performance issues. Today, Ian continues to design electronic products, and since 2010, his focus has been on healing inventions and devices, which we're going to talk about today. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the Quantum Guide Show. How are you doing today? Well, thank you so much uh, for deciding to uh, put me on the show. I I'm doing very well. And uh, what what should be the focus of today's talk? Well, I thought to inspire the viewers, let's start off talking about what happened, if you're comfortable with it, to your partner. And she became very, very ill. And I understand she had some surgery and um, the prognosis was not good. But yourself and your daughter came up with an amazing way to help get your partner back to the way she was before. I found this um, very inspiring. And I'm wondering if you could share that with the viewers today. Okay, very good. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, uh, it was a very interesting uh, experience. And Barbara is 100% recovered uh, today, although it was a, a slow healing process to completely recover, which took about 20 years. But... Uh, yeah, I'll describe what happened to her. Um, mm -hmm. Barbara had a, um, it's called a sub subependymoma um, tumor in the very center of the brain. And this is triggered usually by chemical exposure. And in fact, when she was going to university, she worked in a shop where they coated saw blades with vinyl chloride. And it was mm -hmm. molten vinyl chloride and it gave off vinyl chloride fumes which are known to produce this type of a, a tumor. And it was classified as being uh, non-malignant or semi-malignant. Semi-malignant means it's not gonna come back, but it's gonna be very difficult to remove and there's gonna be damage. So anyways, I'll, I'll make a long story short. Um, it destroyed uh, a lot of the frontal area of, of the brain which is where the personality sits. So um, it was very sad to learn that uh, she would have to grow a new personality. And the surgeon warned me that uh, it might not even be the same personality and we might not get along afterwards. So basically it'd be like, um, it was a lobotomy sort of injury. Uh, mm -hmm. So sure enough, after the operation, she was like Spock. Um, she was totally intellectual. There's no sign of love or sort of human understanding. And she would just, she would, when we came to visit, she'd just be reading the paper and she'd hardly would look up at all. So my daughter and I were pretty, uh, were pretty shocked to see what she was like. And, but over the next few days, you could see a new personality was growing and she was becoming more and more human. But we wonder back the way she was. So mm -hmm. my daughter dreamed up this ingenious solution. She said, well, um, if she's growing a new personality, we have home on the computer. Every piece of music she ever listened to from the age of 14 up to her current favorite music. And so we decided 
and this is 20 years ago, you could buy MP3 players. They were quite big. They had a hard drive in them. And we transferred all of her music um, to that so that every day she could listen to the music that had inspired her over the years to try and... we. My daughter assumed that the music you liked was like a hologram of your personality. That was that was her theory. So we uh, <clears throat> we had this all arranged. I went and talked to the doctors the next day. I uh, said I'd like this to be added to her treatment plan that she listens for a few hours every day to to this music. And the first the first uh, neurologist said, "Oh, we can't do that. It would be." provide too much stimulation and it would cause real problems. And I got quite angry about it. I said, well, look, you're letting her watch television, and but you're not willing to, to let her listen to her favorite music. And he says, well, he, he's, he said, well, that's, I don't think we should do this. And I said, well, what is the reason behind it? Can you show me the science? And he says, well, no, that's just my opinion. And I said, well, that's totally unacceptable. I said, I I don't want you to be her neurologist. I want the hospital to come up with a more reasonable one. And he stormed out. He was really mad. Never mm -hmm. wanted to talk to me again. Work mm -hmm. for me. So um, within five minutes, another neurologist appeared who thought it was an excellent idea. And he was mm -hmm. prepared to add it to the chart. And she listened every day to her favorite music. Within a short period of time, like a few weeks, she was starting to she was growing a new personality and it was exactly like she was and to make the story i won't go into all the details of of what happened but within about six months her personality was right back to the same person that she was before the before the injury and i took her back to burlington ontario where we grew up and her family and high school friends and everyone agreed that she was back to her normal self so this was um, a pretty amazing phenomena. And mm -hmm. I, I wrote a story about it in the Elephant Journal and put it out and it, it got a huge number of, of readers. It was a very, very popular article. Music therapists wrote to me from all over the world saying that they hadn't thought of using music in that way as a hologram of a personality. So if someone loses their personality, you can use this set of music to help them to grow a new personality. So anyways, so it was uh, it was successful. And if you look up uh, Ian Faulkner on the Elephant Journal, you can read that article. Now I should say, I wanted to say this earlier, my full name is Ian Faulkner Suter. And so uh, I, I called myself Ian Faulkner on Facebook because my daughter, whose, whose name, middle name is Rose, calls herself Megan Rose. I thought, well, dad can do that, too. So then when I started writing articles, I decided that was a good pen name. So um, so people should be aware that a lot of my stuff is under Ian Suter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good well, to know. Thank you for sharing that with us, because it's a very inspiring um, um, story, but on many different levels. Like, for, first of all, I wanted to say, yeah, if you get a medical professional and you don't resonate with them, fire them and get somebody else. Because unfortunately, in my own experience, I've seen all kinds of medical specialists that are just so full of ego and unwilling 
to try something that might actually work. And there's always another health professional that we can um, trade to or, or hire or want to have, you know, helping us that is more reasonable. And so people, you know, uh, I guess the last three years, what's really helped a lot is people have come to the realization that the medical industry is not a healthcare program. It's an industry that's made to make money. And um, that's not good enough. In my books, that's just not good enough. I wanted to tell you too, Ian, a little bit about what happened to me and our viewers that is similar, not the same by any way, but similar. I had a brain injury and I couldn't find help. Uh, it's it's very, people think in Canada, you have this wonderful free medical system, but the truth of the matter is it's very difficult to find yourself a physician, to become your family doctor. It's very hard uh, in my opinion, to even get taken seriously sometimes. And so I didn't know what to do, but I was basically very depressed, very sad. I had just finished getting a university degree at the University of Victoria. And then I had this terrible thing happen to me. So I don't want to get into it too much, but I do want to say I came up with the idea of listening to love songs. And I made a playlist of all the love songs that I could find. And I put on the headphones and I listened to that for hours every day. And it made such a difference. So I'm I'm um, not trying to copy what you're saying. I'm just saying that there is a wealth of opportunity for healing. And often music is, I think, a really, really important part of that. So I'm really uh, want to, um, you know, inspire people to try music in any of their life challenges and see if it might help. I'm not... A medical professional, neither Ian or I are giving you medical advice, but we do want you to explore your options and to come up with things that you think will help. So um, that is um, an amazing experience, Ian, and I'm so happy for, for you and for Barbara and your daughter. And um, I'm wondering if that had anything to, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, um, I'm going to, uh, I'll let you finish that. I'm going to talk also about uh, boron and and uh, <clears throat> its use for combating <clears throat> for combating arthritis. Uh, mm -hmm. So th uh, that's probably the next thing. I, I, I forgot to even mention it, but I think it's important. And and how would people use boron? Would they take it as a supplement? Well, I'll I'll jump right into it. Uh, sure. I've had osteoarthritis since I was 23. You can see that. Uh, I don't have any any uh, serious issues anymore. But by the time I was about 50, I couldn't walk more than a couple of blocks. And it was osteoarthritis. And I started doing my research because I'd gone to the doctor and there were various prescriptions I could get that lower your immune system and various other things. But they had hazards of encouraging cancer to grow as well as relieving the arthritis. So Mm -hmm. I decided to go and explore and see what I could find. And <clears throat> it turns out that in Australia in 1968, uh, there was a naturopath, um, and he, he was a naturopath. He was also a soil scientist. Um, and I, I forget his, his name offhand, but it'd be easy to discover if you go on the Internet. Um, so in 1960, 1967 or so, uh, he traveled to 
a place called Carnarvon in Australia from Sydney. And in Sydney, he specialized in treating arthritis. When he moved to Carnarvon, he was there for a year and he couldn't find anyone that had osteoarthritis. And mm. so he thought, well, there's something happening here. So since he was a soil scientist, he had his PhD in soil science, he did an analysis of the local soils <clears throat> and he looked at some of the published re uh, results and the soil was high in boron. So he started making a supplement uh, using borax, a very carefully dosed supplement. Um, and he started taking it and within three months, his osteoarthritis uh, lifted and most of, his, most of the symptoms and the damage even repaired itself. He, he hadn't gotten too far into it. So I thought I'd try it as well. So I mm -hmm. started taking nine milligrams of boron every day and boron isn't a magic thing on its own. People, whenever I publish it, people write to me, say, say, well, I tried boron, it didn't work, but they didn't. It's only a catalyst that helps a magnesium and vitamin D to be absorbed by your body. So mm -hmm. the real magic is, is the vitamin D and, and the, uh, uh, the vitamin, sorry, the vitamin D and the magnesium are the magic elements, but the boron is a catalyst that allows your body to take those things in. And without without the magnesium and the vitamin D and the boron, it's not not a successful treatment. So I did do all three, and within three months, uh, most of my pain had disappeared, and within another few months. Uh, I could do ecstatic dance for a couple of hours. I could run. I was riding my bicycle everywhere. And one day I rode to the family doctor and he, he was his office. He could see people arriving. He saw me arrive in my bike. I wasn't limping anymore. And he said, well, what happened? He, he said, I, you, you weren't in this kind of shape for most of the years that I've known you. So I told him about the boron and I had just written an article for the elephant journal about it which got a phenomenal number of, of reads and so i gave him a copy of the article and he had osteoarthritis and it worked for him too so he started handing out my article uh, when he had patients suffering from osteoarthritis and i should say that for rheumatoid arthritis it's somewhat useful but for osteoarthritis this treatment can be miraculous so so I've given out the details to many people and it's helped many people. So that's, uh, I consider that to be, oh, and I, this is a funny story. I, 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 when I wrote the Elephant Journal article, um, and the Elephant Journal is uh, uh, sort of, it's a yoga Buddhist uh, magazine, really. It's an online magazine. So I sent the article in, first of all, to... Uh, a couple of Canadian magazines, and they said they couldn't publish it because they could only publish stuff like that if it was written by a doctor. And mm. so I was kind of disappointed. And I said, but all the medical research is there. I got links to all the medical research. And they said, oh, no, it can't, has to be written by a doctor. So, so I wrote to the Elephant Journal. I figured, well, they'll fairly publish it. And their lawyers got back to him saying, oh, well, no, you have to be a doctor. So I, I knew I have a Buddhist leaning, so I, I said uh, I said to the editor, uh, the owner of the Elephant Journal, um, you you can't, as an engaged Buddhist, turn down 
helping millions of people to not suffer anymore. I said, it's just like so core to Buddhism that you have to publish. And mm -hmm. he agreed and he published. So wonderful. It, <clears throat> it's so it's a good demonstration of how it's not a good idea to give up if five or six magazines won't publish something you think is important. You just keep trying. Mm -hmm. and, and that was, uh, yeah, that was a key thing to get that published. And it had some something like it got 20,000 reads in, in the first two weeks or something. And it spread all over and it got reprinted in other, other magazines wrote to me. So I would really highly recommend for anyone suffering from osteoarthritis, you really should explore the boron solution, mm -hmm. which has been medically proven since 1968. But, mm -hmm. and it's actually, uh, I'll, I'll give a few key references. Uh, if you look up the article called Nothing Boring About Boron, and it's written by the US, USA National Institute of Health, and it, it talks about all the same things, including uh, it said that if enough boron is in the diet, 30% uh, 30, 30 of cancers do not occur. Mm -hmm. And so then I, I looked up in Health Canada, and Health Canada has a similar article, not as well written, but it says exactly the same thing, that it's a treatment for osteoarthritis, but also is a cancer preventative agent. So anyways, that'll oh, be of interest to people, and I'll leave it very... to you to explore. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I actually do take vitamin uh, D and well, I take a few different vitamins, but I also actually take boron. Um, I get it in a tablet form, but I only take it twice a week um, because I don't I don't want to overdo it. But um, that's very interesting. I also have osteoarthritis, which actually is gotten I would say it's not a hundred percent better but it's certainly a lot better than it used to be I don't have the pain anymore I can bend my fingers now and and do things like that so it's interesting you and I have so many synchronicities and yet we've never met before um this really well I should I should say that several times a week taking one pill isn't good enough those standard capsules are three milligrams of boron it takes mm -hmm. nine milligrams daily to treat arthritis Oh, good to know. So you'd have to take three. You'd have to take three a day to get the full benefit. Okay, I didn't and know once, that. And once once you've fully recovered, then you can go back to only taking one a day. But one a day is only maintenance to make sure that you don't get arthritis. Right. So right. you'll have better oh, success you. with it if you increase. Yes, thank you. I actually will try that, and uh, that's that's really good advice. So um, somewhere in the mix, you started inventing some amazing things. I really encourage everybody to go to your website and um, and scroll down and take a look at some of the videos that that um, that Ian has, not to mention the links and, of course, all his amazing um, articles from the Elephant Journal. But um, I watched one video of a woman who was using one of your devices and it was helping her with her studying at university. Anyone who's been to university, it's incredibly difficult. It took me five years to get my degree. And um, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. I think probably the only thing that's more difficult is raising children, which is a, a big job itself. But that's um, a big job. <laughs> to do the job properly and to have your, you know, offspring grow up to be responsible, wonderful human beings. Yeah, it takes 
quite a bit of effort, but so does getting a degree. So do you want to speak a bit about that or any of your other inventions, oh. Ian? Um, okay, I have a whole whole history of, of that. I've been a, a professional inventor for 40 years, and what it happens is companies will come to me and they have an idea and they'd like a widget that does this and it does that. And, and I have electronic skills so I can create those things. Um, mm -hmm. Here is one, one that turned into a product. It's the mind-body harmonizer. And uh, uh, there's little clips that go on the ears and it uh, provides for a gentle uh, brain stimulation. But this is based on a device that goes back to 1904. And uh, it's now called cranial electrotherapy stimulation. So, so I delved into that world. That was interesting. Um, and that was for treating uh, depression um, and just generally uh, st stimulating the brain. Um, since then, I found that magic mushrooms are a more successful specific treatment for, uh, uh, it, <clears throat> sorry, more, more specific uh, treatment for depression, for uh, untreatable depression. A number of friends have had great success by going to therapists that specialize in overcoming depression with magic mushrooms. The brain stimulation thing, that woman that you talked about, she found this device very useful for uh, concentrating and not getting distracted by other things. So it does mm -hmm. have a sort of a, a focusing effect. Mm -hmm. So I've been an inventor um, since I was, there's a picture on that website, microsec.net, of me and I, I'm in my early 20s and I invented a machine to help blind people sort clothing. And that's when I lived in New Zealand for, for a year. And after that, I realized that uh, maybe that's what I wanted to, to do was to be an inventor. So it started off as a hobby and then I got to be uh, well known. Um, and as far as designing devices go, I have a reputation for a bunch of engineers are working on a project and they they can't quite get the thing to work and i get called in to to get them over that so that it does work mm -hmm. and part of the magic of that is that um i started studying science and engineering and then i started uh being an inventor and going off and creating things and eventually i stopped going to university because i realized that this wasn't going to help me in any way. And in fact, it was somewhat of a detriment because my experience years later of working with engineers who were stumped on a project is quite often they were stumped because of their education. And it yes. told them that there's five ways to solve this kind of a problem. So what I would do is when working with engineers is I respect their skills and all the amazing training that they've got. But I would look at the problem and think about it, uh, not from the standpoint of how it's usually done, but just think of it in terms of, I'm gonna do a fresh invention to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. And quite often I'd come up with a unique and very simple solution that would allow them to have their product uh, several hundred percent less complicated and it worked. So, um, it's kind of a hobby got out of control. So for 40 years, I worked with different companies around, well, really mostly in North America, I developed a, a heart monitor system that 
It wears on you wear in your belt and it monitors your heart and looks for unusual events. And that one was for Harley Street Software uh, here in Victoria. And I've done um, underwater exploration robots. I've done, uh, I did a virtual reality salmon fishing uh, machine. It's a simulated fishing machine. There's even a, you have a fishing rod and there's a cord that goes down behind the screen. And on the screen, there's a picture of fish fighting underwater as they're being caught and they'd be synchronized with the pulling on the rod. So that was a fun one. That was a crazy one. Um, and uh, it just goes on and on. If you go to my microsec.net website, there's a ton of inventions and things that I worked on over 40 years. Um, I also did a, a rather strange one. I did uh, a mechanical fish that swims in the normal way that fish swim by swiveling their bodies and, and tail. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, I won't bore you with the, the details, but they're on the website. Some of them will be interesting to different people. Oh, ab absolutely, absolutely. What I really, uh, by the way, on this show, no subject is taboo. We can talk about anything. And in fact, I'm hoping you will come back in the new year and we can um, talk about some of the other um, types of treatments and therapies that you've been involved in. But um, for today, I, I really wanted to focus on the um, the inventions and I, I'm so impressed with what you've done. Now, I also want to say, although I am at no time endorsing the use of psychedelics, I am going to say that I have used psychedelics uh, very sparingly throughout my life to really help me to get unstuck. But I can certainly see, Ian, how it helps you to think outside of the box. And the problem with being in the box is there's no novel solutions. So I really related to what you said about, you know, um, with all due respect to engineers and such, sometimes um, we need to think outside of the box and psychedelics have certainly helped a lot of people to do that. And they're growing in popularity uh, for the treatment of depression, anxiety. Um, I've used them um, when I've been stuck, just kind of stuck where I don't know where to go next. I, I, I know I need to change some things in my life. I know I want a, a new direction. And so um, I've only um, actually used them a few times. I'm wondering if you have any opinions, Ian, on which is better for people to try either the heroic dosing, which really takes you, well, for lack of a better word, on a trip and a half, or the microdosing, uh, Paul Stamets has the Stamen stack where you use um, um, very small doses of psilocybin that you don't even realize that you're not having any psychedelic effect and you take it along with niacin and you take it along with lion's mane and it has had some amazing results too. But I'm wondering if you just want to spend a minute talking about your own experience um, for the viewers who have not yet tried psychedelics for health? Well, I'll tell you an amusing, amusing fact that uh, I, I used to say this when I worked at the, I worked at uh, University of Victoria for about four or five years, helping engineers come out, uh, do their final project relating to, uh, uh, well, relating to their engineering, but relating to local companies. My job was to find local companies who might host a, a project for them. So that was uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, my uh, 
So if I was at a university function and they'd say, well, how did you and your wife meet? And I'd come right out with the real story, which is that I was the LSD dealer at high school and Barbara, <laughs> my partner, was, was the customer. At this point in history, LSD was legal. And mm -hmm. so I didn't see a problem with it. But I did get, I did get in trouble over that one. Uh, but uh, my my uh, dad, who's a church minister, came in and uh, they, they were going to expel me from school. And uh, my dad says, well, my understanding is that LSD is legal. And uh, the principal didn't know that. And once he learned that it was actually was legal, then I just had to promise not to sell it anymore. So, But I would say that at university uh, a faculty uh, like events where they were serving a meal and everyone was get together for some to discuss some topic if anyone came up to me and say well how did you and your wife meet then i'd always say exactly the story if they were over the age of 50 they'd say oh i remember those days but <laughs> yeah. some, some of the ones that were a little younger uh thought it was a dangerous drug that was similar to heroin so there's been a lot of uh and that's, I'll just say briefly that that's, um, people need to understand why LSD was made illegal. Check out my website and find many valuable resources. There's the nine steps to quantum health transformation. This is a free comprehensive online course. Learn about detoxification and nutrition, grounding and spiritual practices, and an advanced version of the Law of Attraction, giving you more of what you really want out of life. I also have my Zendome's Organite, which is my unique brand of organ generators. They're ethically sourced and handmade by a friend of mine, and they're double charged for maximum effect. I also carry Comfort Crystals, which is a limited collection of energetically infused semi-precious stones. I have an array of vital services, so you can get the one-on-one -on -one support that you've been looking for. Also coaching, guidance, and I do assessments and also workshops. And then again, there are the many free resources available on my website wisdom to assist with energetic ascension into physical, mental, and spiritual paradise. Let us share our quantum work with you. It's your turn to heal, evolve, and thrive. Believe in your ability to succeed. Now, let's get back to the show. It was made illegal in reality because it opened millions of minds in America to make them realize the horrors of war and to yes. stand up and fight against the Vietnam War. And the US government, when it realized that this, this drug was actually causing the revolution, that's why they made it illegal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yep, absolutely. I also, I was born in 1956. So you know, by the mid 60s, I was really aware they had it, they basically had the Vietnam War televised, and it was horrible and shocking. And uh, my parents were very conservative, and I was not. And I ended up going down to Stanley Park in Vancouver, we lived in Burnaby at the time and hanging out with the hippies. And that's when I learned about all kinds of alternative things. And I was so happy to find out that my parents' reality was not universal. I was so happy. And although I would not call myself um, any kind of an in-depth psychonaut, I certainly have used psychedelics off and on during my life to, um, to help me to gain perspective and understanding. And the funny thing about it is, even though I don't use it very often, I have an amazing paranormal spiritual life that um, I don't, I don't know if there's a connection between the psychedelics and my spiritual life, but I definitely have a very amazing spiritual life that I am so grateful for, um, you know, especially in these crazy times we're living in. It's really hard to know what's real, what's not. There's so much false information and the false information seems to be coming from the fact checkers. It's a real screwy deal. But um, part of the reason why I started the show is I wanted people to hear about what other people are doing, what they've tried, what works, what doesn't work. And um, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Now, Ian, what is that you're wearing around your neck? Okay, this, <clears throat> yeah. this is... Uh... Uh, it, uh, I'll put it a little closer. It's, um, I think that's visible. So this is a thorite crystal, and that's a purple sapphire at the top. The the big green crystal is um, a thorite, and thorite is uh, uranium thorium silicate. <clears throat> so it's it's mildly radioactive. It's actually it's fairly radioactive, such that I've put it on a silver backing with little holes in the back so that just the right amount of radiation comes through and it's irradiating my thymus gland. Mm -hmm. And since, since the, um, and I, I wouldn't have known this from my education in, in school because of my age, but uh, the reason that we were told when we were younger that even the tiniest dose of radiation uh, will disrupt your DNA and it's very hazardous. At that point in history, we didn't know there was a DNA repair mechanism. So every hour of our life, there's at least 10,000 DNA repairs happen. So from the time you're born till the time you die, there's 10,000 repairs being done every hour. So your DNA is not fragile. It's being carefully maintained by the body. And low doses of radiation, especially impinging on the thymus gland, cause the repair rate to jump from 10,000 repairs an hour to 100,000 repairs per hour, so that the 
number of this this would be estimated to do maybe about 300 DNA errors in a year. But with 100,000 repairs happening every hour, it's totally insignificant. So the, uh, the Nobel Prize was just won in 2015 for the DNA repair mechanism. And it's, it's really remarkable that our body is so complex that it actually fixes its own errors. Well, I, I'm a so firm that's believer in I'm a firm just, believer in, in uh, lifestyle, you know, what we eat and what we think and how we play and so many things. This doesn't surprise me. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you going to oh, um, show well, the folks your Geiger here's, counter? Here's a, this is a, a Geiger counter, sort of a old school Geiger counter from the 1980s. If I hold this up to, up to here, you can see that... Uh, I wasn't uh, joking about it giving off radiation, but if I hold it up to the back, there's not much. And that's just because it's calibrated. I, I drilled enough holes in it that the readings of the Geiger counter showed me it was in the safe range. But uh, yeah, that that's, that's another invention. I'm doing a lot of work on writing right now. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, have invented too a type of bodywork called harmonic resonance bodywork, which is uh, uses a rocking motion. And the the beauty of it, uh, it's based on Traeger bodywork, and I've added some uh, some ritual to it. I've come to realize that uh, ritual is actually very important, and mm -hmm. I'm surprised that medical people haven't clued into this. But if you have a new pharmaceutical drug, it has to exceed I think it's uh, about 25% effectiveness uh, over a placebo. So it has to be 25% better than a placebo, or at least it has to be 20, more than 25% effectiveness. That's, that's what it is. Because a placebo is known to be about 25% effective. Well, if you think about that, that placebo is really magic. It means that in one out of four cases, um, ritual will often cure the, the disease. So yes. uh, I, I did invent this special type of bodywork, harmonic resonance. It just uses harmonic rocking of the body. The beauty of it is that the patient or the client can be clothed in yoga clothes. Um, <clears throat> they don't have to be naked with, if they were as if for massage, which would be traumatic for them if they've suffered from some kind of sexual abuse trauma. Mm -hmm. So I did study uh, sexual therapy, but more than anything, it was to understand the nature of trauma. And so that particular work, harmonic resonance, based on the work of Dr. Milton Traeger, uses harmonic rocking of the body. That is, I would lean on the hips or, or the shoulders and just gently. And then when I release, it bounces back. And the moment it bounces back, I add a little more energy. So the mm -hmm. different parts of the body end up rotating at, at their natural resonant frequency. Um, and it's a very deep type of body work, which actually strangely goes deeper than massage because it goes right to the core of the body, to the core of the joints. It's mm -hmm. more of a bone, it works with bones and the joints rather than the skin. Um, but anyways, uh, <clears throat> since I do a lot of health work like that, I was inspired by this particular uh, book which many of you will recognize. I think it was published in 73 and it revolutionized women's health. 
It promoted breastfeeding. Um, it, it suggested, uh, was written by women, uh, Boston Women's Collective, I think. Yes. And the idea was to get rid of um, uh, things like, at the time, if you went to the doctor and you're a woman, you had any kind of a problem that related in any way to your reproductive system, then they would suggest a hysterectomy. Well, mm -hmm. this book got rid of that. It, it told women to, to really only consider hysterectomy if there's no other choice. Mm -hmm. And also, it encouraged breastfeeding. And that one simple book, Our Body, Ourselves, it, it revolutionized the women's world. Well, yeah, I actually have, I have a copy. I have a copy and, um, and um, it's an amazing book, but you were saying before the show that there's nothing like that for men. Is that true? Yeah, there's nothing like that for, for men. And <clears throat> I'm an old timer and I have prostate enlargement issues. Uh, in fact, my prostate is, uh, you see, it's in term is 500% larger than it should be, which causes problems and it causes mm -hmm. problems of urination at nighttime and that kind of thing. And almost 10 years ago, I was supposed to go for an operation where they drilled a little hole and mm -hmm. uh, it's it sounded really terrible. So I thought I'd look for other solutions and I did find other solutions. And so it looks like the men's world, just like the women's world of, of the, uh, uh, before 1973 or so um, mm -hmm. would just use surgery for everything um, mm -hmm. there's lots of solutions for men that don't involve ripping your body up and so I'm working on uh, a book uh, for about basically about male sexual health and aging mm -hmm. and uh, it's a taboo topic I've, I've lectured to groups how are we doing for time Oh, I, we're, we're good. We got about uh, 15 or 20 minutes if you're available. Okay, I, I just didn't want to go into it in too much detail. But um, uh, when I talked to other men um, and, uh, and I started looking at the books that are out there, there's been nothing uh, has ever come out along the lines of that book, Our Bodies, Ourselves, for men. And sometimes I've, I've done lectures locally here, and there'd be women and men. And I'd start talking about prostate problems and aging problems. And there'd always be one or two men that would say, well, we're really not comfortable about talking about this. <laughs> and they'd want me to quit lecturing. But then there'd always be lots of women who would say, no, 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 we'd like to hear more. Mm -hmm. Among men, it's a taboo topic to talk mm -hmm. about health issues. And I think it might be uh, showing weakness. I, I haven't got to the bottom of it, but it's a really taboo topic. And so I'm doing my best to write the book and market it to women so they can show it to their male friends. That yeah, seems to be the only going to go. Well, it's, it's another route to make it happen. Um, I, when I was at university, I studied uh, history a lot, uh, mostly Canadian history, pre-contact to the present. And boy, there's a lot of stuff people don't know about Canadian history. But one of the things they did is they took women's power away by claiming that everything we experienced was emotional and it was because of our ovaries and our ovaries were actually the problem. And so um, we were subjugated that way. But then men were also subjugated another way. They weren't allowed to cry. They weren't allowed the full range of emotions. 
They weren't allowed to complain about their health. And so really uh, undoing all the programming that isn't uh, isn't just in our in our past history. It's also multi generational and passed down generation to generation. So that I believe that in this um, uh, construct that we live in, neither men nor women are getting a fair shake. And I think it's really important to bring things back into focus and realize that we're human beings and we all have. Uh, a huge unlimited potential. We just got to figure out how to make ourselves be healthy. And I believe independent of the health industry. I know people are tired of me uh, putting down the health industry, but I just don't see anything really good coming from it. And based on my own experience, experience that I have witnessed from other people, they're just so quick to cut, cut, cut. You know, in Alberta, where I live now, there's very few women who have not had cesarean sections. Right away, their babies were introduced to and became addicted to formula. The mothers are told you can't breastfeed. All of that is complete oh. bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Okay, for, fortunately, in Ontario, uh, when we had a child, breastfeeding was encouraged. Um and it might be a cultural thing from different parts of the country, you get different influences. But I, I have to say I have a, a very positive view of uh, uh, conventional medicine. It's just that they have, so they have key solutions to a number of things. If you get hit by a car, they can sew you back yeah. together. That is like miraculous. Um, yeah. And there are uh, important uh, pharmaceutical discoveries such as insulin that mm -hmm. have saved uh, many lives. So mm -hmm. I have a kind of a balanced view. Uh, if I have a health problem, I'll, I will look at, I'll go talk to the doctor about what he's offering. And then I don't uh, say, well, I'm not interested in a prescription yet. We'll come back to talk to you later. And then, mm -hmm. then I research it online of how I might approach this through diet and exercise. Yes. And almost always there's a diet and exercise solution. Almost always. It might be adding a herb. It might be adding an anti-inflammatory like turmeric to your diet or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I have more of a middle view that that it, I'll embrace both, but I'll embrace the medical solution secondary to uh, after I've explored the other solutions. Well, because it is make... a dangerous to to rely on surgery and drugs that have just been yeah. invented. Yeah. I think uh, when I go see the doctor, it's because I need to consult someone who's an expert on human physiology. So I go and I get the information and then I do my own research and then I decide for myself what I want to do about it. So um, I'm really glad you brought that up because yes, there is probably a positive um, perspective and a way that we can uh, benefit from medical professionals. I'm just a little bit of a sourpuss because I've had some really bad experiences um, with with uh, both prescription medicine and surgeries. And uh, so that's where I'm coming from. But of course, the audience, it's up to you folks to decide what you want to do. And we're not trying to push you into a conventional medicine or allopathic medicine. We're not trying to keep you away from it either. We're just talking about our experiences. So I'm actually really glad, Ian, that you brought out 
um, you know, those counterpoints, because it is important. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's about empowering with the, the way the internet works, you can get access. If you put the word PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D, into a search for a health issue, and you need to always put that in there, because with the word PubMed, Google will only deliver you scientifically proven solutions. And there are, um, I've heard people who are kind of anti-medicine say, well, oh, but they're all crooked. But this this is not true. There is excellent research out there and it's mm -hmm. from all different countries. So I've heard people say, well, scientists never study the herbs. They only study the pharmaceutical drugs. This is true in North America, but if you were in uh, Saudi Arabia or India and many mm -hmm. other countries that rely on herbal medicine, you'll mm -hmm. see that they're doing double blind studies with, with herbs to, to cure disease. So there's some very good medical research out there, but we can consider ourselves to be empowered because we can go on the internet and read all the same stuff the doctors can read. And <clears throat> if you have a, in a nutshell, if you read scientific uh, information such as medical research, you can see the, the methodology is very complex. And that the way to process a big article like that quickly is, as a non-professional, you're not interested in the, in the methodology. You just want to know what the conclusions are. Mm -hmm. And you need to look, so you, you, read, you read the purpose of the experiment or the study at the top. You skip the methodology because that's going to be beyond your understanding. <laughs> and you look at the conclusions and take note of those. And then you look at the very bottom and you can find out who funded the study. And this is a yeah, piece that's of really important. Too. And so the non-scientific person can fairly quickly process a bunch of scientific articles by by using that approach. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I'm, I I feel very empowered by the fact that we have the internet and we can actually look at all the same studies that doctors can look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I, I knew that before, but I had forgotten about that. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, and the then, key uh, thing is the word PubMed. It's a simple thing, but P-U-B-M-E-D will filter out all the nonsense. And if you type arthritis solutions, you get, you get more bullshit than you get real stuff. But if you put that one word PubMed, you'll only get scientific research. That's great. Really good to know. So we've we've still got a couple minutes left, and I know you have to go too, Ian. But I'm wondering, do you have a message for the viewers? Um, so now's your time to talk about anything you want to talk about that you think would inspire people, help people, um, anything like that. I want to give you a few minutes just to express yourself now, if that's okay. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Well, I would uh, highly recommend um, uh, personal growth work of, of any kind. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, all of us have traumas that we've had to face in the past, and they slant the way we work with the world. And I would recommend that all of us do as much personal work as possible, because after you've done that work, uh, when you look for solutions to problems in life, uh, those solutions will be will appear. Otherwise, you're kind of everything you see is kind of filtered by the trauma that you've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also recommend that uh, uh, people in any kind of a, a technical field um, do as much. It sounds may sound strange, but <clears throat> you have two things you could do if you want to be uh, an engineer. <clears throat> you could go to university and study engineering, and that that will give you some very very useful skills. But there needs also to be people who don't have that training <clears throat> who can come up with a different perspective and a different solution. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the main thing is to have uh, faith in yourself. And to realize that that you're as capable as almost anyone else in the world, mm-hmm. and not don't rely on always on asking someone for the best solution. Every, everything that you need to know is actually worthwhile doing some research and seeing what you really find. Mm-hmm. And if, <clears throat> finally, a, a very important thing is to realize that uh, when people say, um, "I believe in." <clears throat> the dangerousness of low dose radiation because everyone knows that it's dangerous mm-hmm. that when I did investigate radiation it made me realize that when people say everyone knows that doesn't mean it's real it, you're mm-hmm. only saying that everyone believes it mm-hmm. and for many many years everyone believed that the earth was flat and millions of people if not billions of people believe the earth is flat the strange thing is, is that <clears throat> the Greeks around 400, uh, I think it was 400 BC, realized, someone will correct me on this, Aristophanes was the, no, that's the, I'm trying to think, Eratosthenes is the guy. Uh, he found the size of the earth. And not only did he know it was a globe, but he, he established the exact circumference and diameter of the earth. And he was accurate to within, uh, I think it was within a few hundred kilometers. So there, there we, we actually knew the size of it precisely. And then thousands of years passed whenever everyone thought it was flat. Well, a thousand years passed and everyone thought it was flat. So uh, it's never worthwhile to believe things simply because everyone believes them. Mm-hmm. Every belief is worth investigating. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would agree. Great advice, great advice. Now, Ian, um, for those who live in your vicinity or even online, I don't know if you do online counseling, but do you want to tell the viewers a bit about what services and products you offer? Well, I'm concentrating right now on, I invented this uh, harmonic resonance body work. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I've been teaching it for the last few years, but I also do that work. Uh, it's useful, uh, useful healing work for uh, for injury and for emotional injury as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and you can find me on the website uh, harmonicresonance.org, which is the name that I gave to the the invention. So and 
even though I've done many things in my lifetime, I'm totally focused right now on teaching harmonic resonance bodywork. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so people could email you. The email will be also in the description and ask you. The email about... is, the, is the best. Yeah, I recommend uh, going to the website, uh, browsing through it if you're local here. And uh, uh, there are many reviews in there of well-known local people. So you can actually go talk to those people to see if you want to come and see me. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and I also do offer classes. Uh, uh, usually a few times a year, um, it slowed down during COVID, but we actually had two classes during COVID, um, but uh, it, it really slowed things down. Um, oh, another thing I'd recommend for health is uh, ecstatic dance. Mm -hmm. I go once a week for ecstatic dance and it's just, it's solo dancing and you just move to the music and it's it's a powerful therapy. All, all sorts of things will get resolved by by free form dancing so basically it would be like interpretive our own interpretive dancing to the music that we enjoy the most would that be the simple yeah recipe? i did write i did write an article on ecstatic dance also in the elephant journal and it's um yeah it's just you move to the music however you feel and you have the usual one i go to there's 120 people everyone is dancing differently some people are laying on the floor and moving around. It's some people are dancing wildly. It's uh, some people are uh, uh, doing Tai Chi. It's mm -hmm. like whatever you want to do. There's no no style. But and how that is a would, powerful healing practice. And how long would people do that for? Twenty minutes, an hour, ten that's, minutes? That's that's uh, two. Um, let me think. An hour and a half. It's almost always an hour, an hour, and, hour. and a half. Yeah, that's quite and a the bit music of body movement. It, the music starts very slow, and you have to learn to just move very slowly to uh, to the music. Um, so it's a new experience for many people who are used to the, always being a beat that you're you're dancing yes. to. And then it it's it starts with kind of a meditation. Then the music builds up in speed, and it gets really intense for a, probably a good hour. And then it tapers off to be really slow again. And then mm -hmm. everyone lays down, and there's five minutes of meditation, and and then uh, and then everyone forms a circle and talks about anything that they experienced, and then everyone disperses. Wow, wow, that sounds fantastic, and that would be a really good form of exercise, especially here in Alberta, where it's so cold and so much snow for, you know. Uh, certainly a lot longer than we have the nice weather here and i'm always looking for innovative ways that people can stay home and still get exercise or therapy i'm a big fan of the therapeutic bath you know where you put in a lot of epsom salts and sea salt and you can even put in rosemary and herbs and all those things and then i take orgone generators and i put them in the tub with me because the waters connect, connect and the salts connect us energetically to the plumbing, which is grounded. So although, you know, five or six months out of the year, we're not going to go out and be barefoot in the grass. But this is another way that we can become deeply, deeply grounded and relaxed. So there's so many ways and there's so many tools to put in our our tool belt, you know, to help us to be basically reclaim our sovereignty, our health, our vitality. And in that way, we help create a better world. And it's not that hard to do. We just got to do it. And um, 
I'm really happy to have you on the show today, Ian. I really appreciated you reaching out to me um, to be a guest because I think you've got so much really valuable um, information. And again, as I mentioned before, maybe come back in the new year and we could talk about some other aspects of what you do because you're just a wealth a wealth of information. And um, and like I mentioned um, before, we're going to have all the links in the description. So please do check out Ian's websites and his information and his um, articles he's written. And um, I, I know one other <clears throat> question I have, Ian, before I let you go, and that is, um, do you do remote sessions or do you do remote training? So if someone <coughs> say, say in uh, Texas, would they be able to um, contact you and make arrangements? Well, I'm just, I've just decided uh, in the last month to, to do that. Because mm -hmm. I have uh, men coming to me f who have various health problems to do with aging, and I mm -hmm. help them out. And there's often are very simple, easy, simple solutions that that aren't uh, surgical. Mm -hmm. um, so I am planning to do Zoom meetings to help people in the same way. Yes, wonderful. So wonderful. if you email me, we can connect in that way. Wonderful. I'm really happy to hear that. So that's um, about all I have for questions, but I want to give you another minute, Ian, just in case there's something else that you forgot to say or that you want to say or anything like that before we say goodbye. Um, no, not not really, but uh, I'm glad that you uh, are running um, a presentation like this to collect ideas from people. And uh, um, I do the same thing I, I try to talk to as many people as I can when I'm trying to solve a problem especially a health problem mm -hmm. find out uh, what other people are doing um, that I'm starting to think I might like to go see a naturopath because mm -hmm. friends of mine have had very good luck with uh, in this this was an example a friend of mine had high blood pressure she'd been struggling with it struggling with it went to a naturopath they changed her diet and the high blood pressure problem went away forever. So yeah, they're a good, a good resource. And because the shortage of physicians in BC, the naturopaths are starting to be given some, uh, some coverage by the medical plan. Oh, fantastic. Really good news. Because that was a bit of a barrier, you know, um, you know, that, uh, People needed to have, you know, pay um, out of pocket for everything, and not everybody has the resources to do that. And I believe everyone, um, it's a human right uh, to have medical care or even alternative medical care. So I'm really, really happy to hear that. So um, well, for, for sure, there, there, there's a difficulty. Should should I run here? Can I say one more thing? Sure, absolutely. Well. Um, I found, I noticed like for my own therapy that people will avoid it. Oh, it's not covered. And there's a Canadian attitude because of healthcare and socialized medicine. Yeah. Uh, people say, oh, well, it's not covered, then I won't use it. But mm -hmm. uh, my experience in life has been that all of those therapies that, that aren't covered are actually the key therapies that you should seek out first. Mm -hmm. um, if I mean, unless it's an emergency situation. Because... Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been my experience over and over and over again that the therapies that are not covered by the medical plan are key therapies. 
Yeah, I would agree because with you. And there's because the medical plan is associated with, well, it's associated with profit. It's almost run by the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate that that's the only type of medicine that's covered. But times mm-hmm. are changing. Now that they're yes. bringing in naturopaths, that's a sign that times are changing. Yes, and I'm very, very happy about that. So I guess uh, that's about it today. I want to say thank you, Ian, very much for joining us on the Quantum Guide Show. I want to thank all the viewers, because without you, we wouldn't even have a show. And I've enjoyed uh, presenting this information very, very much. I'm coming up to soon my 100th episode. Um, And um, so I guess we'll have our 100th episode in January. So it's very exciting. And this is something I never dreamed I would do, but I just wanted to and did it. Just really that simple. And uh, so I just want to thank everybody and Ian, and uh, we'll see you next week, everybody, on the Quantum Guide Show. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Quantum Guide Show. Become the change that you wish to see in the world. Subscribe to my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels. Like this video and share it with your friends. You can also find The Quantum Guide Show and my other podcast called Aliens and Astrology on the Forbidden Knowledge News Network. That's www.com forbiddenknowledge.news and while you're at it check out my website www.karenboltonhealthcoach.com where you will find some amazing products and services and an abundance of free resources to help you with your journey all of the links are in the description below And in the meantime, until we see you next week, keep up the good work. Splendor and endlessness All my inner strife to rest For time gives birth to hurriedness It all makes sense well more or less And the sages put me to their test Heart and soul to do my best To find the answers to my quest I wonder and I must confess I don't know where it comes from But I know it's okay If this is all an illusion